Welcome into Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now here are your hosts, Jeff and Nicole Essig. Okay, welcome back in here. We're at the top of the hour. If you missed any part of the show, you can check us out on the podcast page. We're on theticketfm.com. We are under Ticket Weekends. If you have any questions, you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us on the Starter Heyman text line at 402-464-5685. You can also watch us live on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and we're also on television on channel 951. So ladies, if you guys have Aloe at home, you can text the kids and be like, turn it to 951. You can watch us. We're television stars now. <laughs> so that's pretty cool and we as did well. get uh, one text over the break from Pecan Pie. And again, 402-464-5685. Uh, going back to uh, kind of you sometimes watching those late night games. Mm-hmm. You might, might better turn it off. He said, so it's a good thing the Bears never play night games then. Jeff would be very <laughs> tired for his Monday 4 a.m. workouts. Oh, I just go to bed, right? 100% <laughs> I mean, after the bed. first quarter, I'm in bed. Yeah, that's not Especially even a question. Especially when it's my... Now, the only time that I have stayed up extremely late would be for a Nebraska football game. Like I'm already preparing for these Pac-12, Big Ten after dark oh, games. Be yeah, the when latest we, one was we go. USC Arizona for me this year. Yeah, so I'll stay up for that. And then when Nebraska volleyball was in the Final Four, mm-hmm. we stayed up till almost midnight. Not me. But yeah, Nicole was in bed. Oh. Ben and I stayed up, and then in the championship game, we stayed up. But other than that, I mean, it has to be a super important game for me to physically stay up and watch, or else Which I am is in not bed. exist in the realms of Bears. And sometimes I've I, we have a TV in the bedroom, and I'll I'll go yeah. I'll go to bed, but I have the game on. I do that. That's what yes. I do when I go to bed. And there's times where I'll 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 doze. I'll, I'll wake up and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, there's a minute left. And Kansas City has the ball. This is going to be the greatest finish I've ever seen. <laughs> and then I'm asleep for two seconds, and I wake up, and the game's over. Like I can't just stay up for Outcome another five minutes. I'm just out and unconscious. I've so. had that happen where I'm like, "Oh man, we're winning," and then you wake up and you're like, "What happened?" <laughs> I just open up Facebook, and that takes me like two t- two seconds to scroll to see either a complaint or a- then you know, yeah, mm-hmm. yes. All okay. right, Christy, let's get to your journey. So when did all of this start? Yep. So um, February of 2022 would be, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So I was at dinner with um, our friends and they had made a delicious meal and their dog uh, kept bird dogging me, I call it, was <laughs> just very interested in my left breast and... Um, would not leave me alone. And I kept shoving um, Jasper, is the dog's name, away and saying, like, this is making me uncomfortable. Right. And then it just stuck with me. And so that I'm was- I'm sure a- Jeff doesn't know this, but there are <laughs> dogs that can detect cancer. There are. That is yeah, a when, thing. When you're talking to me, I'm literally like, yeah, Jeff I'm always does not such a good this. listener because I really don't know anything. <laughs> So well, when you said bird dogging, I'm, yeah. I'm nodding. I'm dogs like, I don't can, even know what that means. Some dogs can detect cancer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Very, but I mean, okay. Keep telling your story. But that's this very cool. wasn't right. Um, this isn't a dog that can do it's that. Trained. Okay. To okay. Do that. Um, okay. Yeah. She or he was just very intent, and it was very um, 
aggressive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so we kind of went on and that was a Saturday night. And so Monday morning I called and just said, you know, I couldn't get it out of my head. And I said, I just need to get checked. And I was due for a mammogram. So I just scheduled it. Um, and so that's officially how I found out. That is such a cool story. I mean, that that cool story for not cool that you had breast uh, right, cancer. but yes. still <laughs> cool that you listened, yes. you paid attention, that you were even there for that to have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, very interesting, very interesting. Well, and when eventually, because I mean, it's not like you go get a mammogram and they say you have cancer, and then mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's a long journey and mm-hmm. lots of tests. But when I found out, we called our friends and I said you know, Jasper helped save my life. And they, everybody that had been there knew of the moment that I was speaking of. Yeah. And um, so it was just a very life-changing moment. Mm-hmm. So what was yep. kind of, I know like when we found out you had, you messaged us just because you needed to stop working out and put your membership on hold. So kind of go through your journey of, of the fights, the recovery, like what stage and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um, for our listeners to kind of learn a little bit more about that. So first of all, I mean, you, so you go and you have um, a mammogram, they find a spot. Then I had an ultrasound, then they needed to do biopsies. So there's so many steps that go into it. Each just equally as scary. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, Sarah here was, Every morning we would talk and we, um, you know, was part of, and it's, everybody always says, oh, it's not going to be cancer. It's not going to be cancer. But something in my heart of hearts just said, um, this is where I'm at. And actually, so one morning I went to work. I had been at workout. I went to work, greeted the students and um, went to my computer, opened my email, and I had an email from Brian and It was my results from my mammogram. So I opened it up and it said carcinoma and I Google searched it and Mm -hmm. I was just sobbing because Mm -hmm. I literally learned I had cancer from an email. I know it's that Um, that time now where we almost have too much information, mm -hmm. like just enough to be dangerous. Yeah, you had to find that out without your doctor telling you. And I mean, I we all have this happen when you go to do a test. Or something and you get the my chart or whatever yep. and you read it and you have to google it and then a nurse calls you and they basically just reread everything that you just read and it's just like but what does that mean <laughs> well and they yeah. said um and so i mean that was you know that's the pivotal moment like mm-hmm. this is happening and cancer is such a scary word such a scary thing and it can mean so many things but mm-hmm. you don't have those answers when you're um I mean, you all you know is you have cancer at that point. Um, and so my husband and I went to the doctor and, you know, he told me, like, I'm worried about you. You know, you're very anxious about all of this, obviously, and referred me to um, the breast surgeon. And so that happened. And I think that was on a Wednesday. And so on Friday morning, then we were meeting with a breast cancer surgeon and talking about options and all of those things. And you just, it's so surreal because you can't believe that just earlier this week you were just living your life and doing your thing. And all of a sudden like life 
has stopped as mm-hmm. you know it, and you're mm-hmm. just trying to um, figure out options. And so I went, um, I was going to do a lumpectomy. That's what they told me to do, um, was kind of the best option for me. And then they found another spot on an MRI. So I had to go for more biopsies. And again, then I just kind of trusted my heart and said, okay, so if this, if they found another spot, they're questioning, I'm just going to take everything. And I mm-hmm. remember talking to my family and Sarah and just saying, I'm just going to have the whole double mastectomy because I don't want this to have a second chance at killing me. Right. Right. Um, and I did have <laughs> stage one, um, and they keep telling you like it's four millimeters is the size of the cancer they found, but you just don't know. Yeah. Um, and so they did, I did have a double mastectomy on March 22nd, uh, 2022. So just literally a month. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. So you find out and then you're, a month you're later, at a dinner you're party. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Geez. Month later you're yeah. Mm-hmm. Going under, undergoing that surgery. And of course through that <clears throat> you've got a million doctor's appointments and thank goodness my work was very supportive and you know, what do you need to do? And then all of a sudden, so they call a double mastectomy, a um, you know, a double amputation, like mm-hmm. you've lost two whole parts of your body. Mm-hmm. And then they, I chose to do the reconstructive route. So then you've got these plastic deflated things in your body and um, you wake up from surgery like nine hours later and um, you are a different person literally mm-hmm. and you're just trying to... Um, and fun fact, I can't take any pain medicine. I'm allergic to all of it. Oh, no. Mm. So I had Tylenol and ibuprofen after this huge surgery. <clears throat> so <clears throat> my husband had to help me a really lot mm-hmm. to help me be successful and get through that time. What, um, like, so now, now that we're, oh, year and a year and a half, and a half yeah. afterwards, like, are there still, you got to go in for testing? I mean, what, what, how's that look like after, you know, in the last year, as far as, as that goes for you? Mm-hmm. And so initially you're still constantly at the doctor. Um, when they take everything, they check your lymph nodes. So I um, had lymph nodes removed, um, two lymph nodes for my left side. And that was to determine if the cancer had spread or not spread. Um, and luckily it hadn't spread, but I do have to wear like a arm sleeve um, when I work out because it can um, give you lymphoma anytime um, because for the rest of my life, it'll be sensitive for that reason. And so had lots of, um, so I had to go through OT for a long time because I couldn't lift my arms above um, my shoulders or any of those things for a long time. And then, then you have a breast cancer surgeon and you have a breast surgeon. And so all of these follow-ups constantly. And then, um, luckily when they took out all of the breast tissue, they found that there were other precancerous cells, like five other spots. So I'm so thankful that I went for the double mastectomy because those could have all been more chances to have to go through yeah. more of this again. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm at, I have to go to an oncologist. And so there's uh, medication that I have to take to block um, the cancer from my breast or 
from other things. And um, so that's been, um, so I see the oncologist now every six months. And then I have to see the, now I've been released to once a year with the breast surgeon. So that's cool. And how long, so you're, I, I don't remember you being gone for very long from the gym. It was forever. It pretty much was forever. <laughs> but it didn't seem Says like. workout partner. I mean, it didn't seem like it was maybe within three months you were back. So, well, and it was a journey. So, yeah. so fun fact. Um, so the day before surgery, Sarah and I worked out um, that morning and I sobbed most of the workout. Mm -hmm. um, just the realization that this was going to be a long process journey and yeah. at that point i said i'm gonna beat this mm -hmm. we're gonna do this and we're gonna run the half marathon and i don't know why i said that <laughs> but that's what i told her and she was nerves like, adrenaline yes, yeah we're gonna do it and she was my biggest supporter and so then i think it was how long was it was it three months i think so i think you were gone for three months yeah and so then um and and Sarah was, so in fun fact, I finished my doctorate degree, well, so I had to defend my doctorate, doctoral degree um, three days after finding out I had breast cancer. So wow. it was this big debate, am I going to do it? Am I going to postpone? And I did it. Yeah. But then, so Sarah, throughout this whole process, like every week she sent me Dr. Christy Moliner. <laughs> and the Aww. fun, she kept saying Dr. Christy Moliner and Todd because um, to <laughs> ruffle his feathers a little yeah. bit, because he has a Juris Doctorate, but I say that doesn't count. Um, but <laughs> So uh, she sent me cards, get well cards, I miss you, I'm thinking of you, all of those things. And I think I slowly then um, was released for certain things. So even when I came back, and Sarah always said, um, I'm not going to do the thing, like I'm going to do, let you follow your lead because I couldn't do push-ups for a long time. So we did a lot of crunches um, <laughs> and we say we got really strong necks <laughs> yeah, yeah. from yeah. the crunches. <laughs> so, yeah. So Sarah, your involvement in this is is pretty cool. And again, if you, if you guys missed the first hour, these two did not know each other before they started Ferrell's. Mm -hmm. So Sarah, why I, I asked for, for you to come in too is because you've been going to Ferrell's for, oh, let's see, six, seven years now. Eight. Eight. Well, yes. up until last year. Okay. So about yeah. seven years. Okay. And throughout this whole fight that Christy went through, you've seen a pretty amazing transformation yourself over the last year. Um, so let's get into that just a little bit and how that all tied in. Like what was, cause I think you've lost maybe like 80 pounds basically in the last year. So kind of go through that of, of why that spark in you kind of helped change your life when helping Christy fight for her life. Okay. Well, first of all, when Christy says we're going to do something, we're going to do it. So <laughs> I knew when she told me, okay, we're going to beat this and we're going to run the half marathon. It was going to happen because this woman sitting here, not only is she a wife and a mother, but like she said, she was completing her dissertation during all of this. 
she had a daughter who was graduating from high school. So she was planning a grad party. Yeah. Plus a million other things she had going well, on. You wouldn't even have really known that, like, no. just from like if you watched her through the Facebook post. Yeah. You wouldn't even really known really anything was happening because mm-hmm. it was all about other things mm-hmm. besides what she was actually going through, like her doctorate and the graduation and getting her daughter to college and all that stuff. Like, you wouldn't even have known that she was dealing with cancer through all that as well. Okay, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but I just wanted to point that out. No, okay, go ahead. Exactly. That's it. She's amazing. So when she said, We're gonna I'm gonna come back, we're gonna run this half marathon, that was my oh my gosh, I have to do something. <laughs> I've gotta get this, ready for this. Yeah, because I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> and not only that, but with Ferrell's, I mean it's something like we had said, I'd been with eight years, she'd been with nine years, and it just becomes part of your routine when you start going every day. And you kind of, I took for granted, I think, that I got to get up every morning and go there and see her. Because those three months when she wasn't there were probably the longest three months of my life. Because mm-hmm. not only is it a great feeling to get up and to work out and everything, but then also we say it's really mental health therapy when we go. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we spend so much time, and I know we probably annoy other people, <laughs> but talking <laughs> and catching up and just getting the morning started that way. Mm-hmm. So I think once we both were able to go back together, we thought, wow, this is really going to Ferrell's every morning is something that really is a benefit that we have. Mm -hmm. And we really started taking advantage of that. Uh, The other thing too, that we used to, we used to skip the lower body and upper body day. And we did. (laughs) And, and, you know, we, we call it a lot of times. You're not the only one. As I like to say, that does not make you special. That makes yeah. you a very normal, a normal fit member, <laughs> fit member, <laughs> Ferrell's, yes. yeah, someone exercising. And it's funny because now when it's cold or it's raining outside, we used to prior to all of this happening, we used to text each other and be like, yeah, let's just stay in bed. And so now it's like, oh, it's old Christy and old Sarah. We would have stayed in bed. But yeah. now we are at Ferrell's when it's raining, when it's snowing, because that is something that uh, we know what it's like to not have that. Yeah, you don't want to take it for granted anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So just getting up and going to Ferrell's every day and paying attention to the meal log. I think, mean, Nicole, I, we went back and listened to one of your um, podcasts. Mm-hmm. Your, I don't mm-hmm. know, with, where you were doing the introductory to all of the oh, yeah. new people about what to eat. Yeah. And uh, even though, you know, we'd been here for almost a decade, we still <laughs> were like, oh. and you said something about, a roadmap, and mm-hmm. we always were logging like what we ate as we ate it. Mm-hmm. And I think your words were something to the effect of, but you wouldn't travel just like taking a right here right. and taking a left there. And that's not a very good plan. And so both of us started, okay, we need to plan out mm-hmm. our meals just like we would traveling. Yeah. And so on Sundays, we both do meal prep. We log in all of our food, try to stick with it. And then I think going to those um, upper body and lower body strength <laughs> training really helps. It does help you with kickstarting the weight loss. It really does. Yes. And I was anti-Saturday mornings for a long time. And Sarah said, nope, we're doing all of it. And so now every Saturday, <laughs> there we are. Well, it's, mm-hmm. been, it's been pretty cool to see your your transformation mm-hmm. um, doing fit challenges. And I like every time you would get on the in body, it'd be consistently, you're another like 30 pounds, another, or, or you're down yeah. 15 pounds, you're down 20 pounds. I was just like, 
And it was funny, too, because it became very important to build muscle, which if has yes. somebody who has not done strength training, you know, and then to make that be your focus, that's a really important mindset shift to, like, yeah. not be so worried. I f was saying to Sarah, but you lost 30 oh, pounds. She's just... And she's like, but I just really wanted to gain more muscle. Like, that is a conversation I've never had with anyone else ever. Like, yes, like, yeah. we're, we're in there. it's the other way around. We're, we're in there <laughs> weighing her, and she's... Like I said, consistently so on. Yeah. 15 pounds, 20 pounds. And I'm like, and, and our in body has like a, a graph. So I'm like, look, look at where you were <laughs> like eight months ago. Oh, I'm just like, really it was almost like more a muscle in my arm. It was like a therapy session yeah. <laughs> for somebody who's lost like 80 pounds so of good, fat off of her body. Yeah. Which is, and it's, so it's just kind of, it was been cool for us to, to watch that and the true like mindset shift. Yes. And important. even though you've been there for so long, yeah. because yeah, we do get into our routines of, well, I'm working out. So this is really all I need to do. And it's not like, but it just mm -hmm. doesn't happen that way. Like you have to be, and you get, you guys can attest to this is for your nutrition, being focused with a plan and then executing that plan. Not just one day a week mm -hmm. or on Monday. And then by Wednesday, you're like, ah, I'll just start Monday. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. a lot of us do. Mm -hmm. um, now you guys do have, you have your one secret weapon. <laughs> what, yeah, so, so let's talk about the this secret, secret weapon. The secret weapon. <laughs> that you to, tried to get Jeff on board with. I, well, I was on board I know you were, them. you were. I just stopped getting them every day. I was there. So. Yeah, so let's talk about the secret weapon that you still do to this day yeah. after a year. Let's talk <laughs> about that for your nutrition. So Christy is really good at finding different things that we should do to step up our game. Because Christy, even though, because I had significantly more to lose than Christy, Christy has also had mm -hmm. transformation in what she's done along this route. Yeah. And, uh, and so Christy's always finding different things on TikTok, Instagram, researching things. And uh, one of the things she found was, well, I'll let you, well, I'll let you. So, <laughs> so we, we call it this whole journey. We've called it fuel our inner Aniston as in Jennifer Aniston. I've got to bring her mm -hmm. to the forefront. So here. If she's listening. Right. Yes. yes. She should call. We would in. appreciate yeah. if you would give us a call yep. this morning. Call yeah. it 402-464-5685. Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> and so, um, for fueling our Aniston, we'd be like, what does Aniston do? So we would mm -hmm. try these different things. Well, Aniston drinks celery juice every morning. Um, and so uh, we decided we'd give it a shot. And Sarah found this research article about all the benefits of celery juice. Do you want to tell them some of the benefits? I mean, really everything. It helps everything <laughs> from your skin to your digestion. Everything is helped by celery juice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And your gut health yeah, and your is gut very health, much. Yep. And I've had several of these drinks. Like mm -hmm. they would bring me some because I'm, I, if you, you're listener to the show, I don't like to eat vegetables, but you'll drink them. I'll drink yep. any vegetable you bring to me. Mm -hmm. So where they were at the beginning, choking down the celery, like complaining about it. Oh, the, right. <laughs> you guys would be like, oh, and then I would just chug it. And Sarah's like, how do you do that? I'm like, well, that's just because what I'm used to. Yes. <laughs> this is drinking my so vegetables. So who makes the celery juice? Well, so it started, Sarah yeah. had the juicer. And she, every morning, that's why Jeff got some. She would yeah. juice us both celery. 
and <laughs> would bring mine and I'd drink mine at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for my birthday <laughs> post, she took a picture of me doing a chair sit on the bag, <laughs> drinking my celery <laughs> juice and posted that um, because that was a routine. Mm-hmm. And then it continued. That was a long time. How long did you make me celery juice? A month or two. It was, oh, I think it, it was longer uh, than that. You think? Maybe. <laughs> and then I got a juicer and um, with said juicer now every morning or no, we've, we've made it now every two days we make it um, and we keep it in our fridge and we drink it every morning. And so we both have juicers and we sell out. We really like the Costco organic celery. Yeah, I was going to ask if you had some type mm-hmm. of like deal made. Like you yeah. get a, like you're a wholesaler bulk here that you're, yeah, in bulk and you're buying so much celery. And, Fun fact, my daughter and my husband went to Costco recently and bought the celery and the checkout person was like, oh my gosh, what are you making ants on the log? And uh, it's a whole thing. And everybody asks, what is in it? Like, yeah, when you say you're drinking celery juice, people say like, well, what else is in it? And it's just celery. That's it. It's just straight celery juice that we drink. And how Mm -hmm. much do we drink every morning? About 16 ounces. 16 ounces. Holy moly. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and it started with like two. (laughs) Yeah, because it's salty. You wouldn't think that it's salty, but it is Mm -hmm. when you're drinking it. Yeah. Yeah. And people often ask, what does celery juice taste like? And the answer is celery. Celery. Like if you've ever made a smoothie or anything with celery in it, celery takes over the flavor. That's for sure. Well, most people will eat celery with peanut butter. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. There's no peanut butter in this. It's just celery. Yeah. All right. Well, we're up against the break. Yeah. Oh, it's so a fun we'll, little trick. When we come back, I want to talk about your the half marathon training you guys did. So because <laughs> mm-hmm. you did that in May with a bunch of us from the gym. So please stay with us here. We'll be right back on 93.7 The Ticket, Fitness Fanatics.